it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. You guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be sitting and talking with you. It feels like I've been away for a little bit. I took last week mostly off to be with my daughter who had a little surgical procedure. It's not super common, so I'll just share a little bit about what happened in case, you know, I had a bunch of people ask me what was going on and she's totally fine, doing great. Super blessed to have modern medicine and amazing surgeons and doctors to take care of her. She has what's called reflux. I actually don't know the full name of it, but it's a type of reflux that happens in her bladder, in her ureters, and up into her kidneys. And so basically she gets UTIs. The ureters don't close all the way. And so she gets pretty gnarly kidney infections. And so the idea behind the surgery is to fix the ureters so that the urine wouldn't go up into her kidneys and give her kidney infections anymore. And so we're excited and hopeful that this is going to be a solution going forward for the rest of her life. (laughs) But it was major surgery. And so it was sad (laughs) to see her not feeling well. Like I said, super grateful for, you know, the medicine and the doctors that made it possible for her to come back home. And she's basically back to her happy three-year-old self. But I took the week off to be home with her. And I got to reflect a lot on of course, all the things, but my business and what I'm up to. And I'm just grateful for that time because that was one of the reasons that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like many of you, I wanted to be able to prioritize the things that matter to me. And obviously my family is the thing that matters to me. Probably like your family is the thing that matters to you. And so beyond just being grateful for modern medicine and doctors and surgeries and solutions to help us be healthy, I was also grateful that I have the flexibility and the freedom in my own business to make those kinds of decisions that are in alignment with my highest good and the highest good for my family, as well as my clients. My clients were super supportive and and loving, and I'm really grateful for that. And that's my little family update. She's doing great. And it kind of led me to what I want to talk about today, because like a little bit more of an update, I... One, I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm so grateful to be here with you, to be sharing this podcast and to be working with my clients in my group programs and in 101. My clients are all just doing amazing, amazing things through what I like to think of like the power of the internet and the power of conscious creation. And truly, like I'm seeing my clients have their highest income month ever and they're working less and they're doing things that they feel good about and they're helping so many people And they're more present with their kids and they have full client loads, but they are lit up by it and they're excited about the future and they're creating just amazing, amazing things. And it's because they've learned how to apply what I'm going to talk about today, which is conscious creation through your thoughts and how you speak. That's why I think coaching is so powerful is because you get another person helping you do that. I do that really powerfully with my one-on-one clients, but also in my programs too. Speaking what you want into existence is a skill set that we are really not taught. And so I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to share some passages from books that have made a huge impact on my life because I know the power of thinking on purpose and speaking things into existence And what's interesting is once I teach and work with my clients on this, it's like they realize not everyone does this. And so I'm going to share a passage from a book that I think everyone should read. It's called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And in the beginning of the book, he says, mind is the master power that molds and makes. And man is mind 
and evermore he takes the tool of thought in shaping what he wills brings forth a thousand joys, a thousand ills. He thinks in secret and it comes to pass. Environment is but his looking glass. That's a very famous book. You've probably heard people talk about it in the personal development world, in the coaching world. I highly recommend you read it. But basically what that passage means to me is that your environment is not something that you are observing. It's something that you're creating. So when you see financial troubles or people being mean to you or relationships that are failing or a world that's evil or people who are letting you down, what you're experiencing in your life was created by you in what you believe, what you expect, what you think about. This is really hard for a lot of people to accept because it means that if you're observing something you don't like, you had a part in creating it. Now, I think the caveat to this is that most people are doing this unconsciously, right? They're thinking thoughts based on what they're observing and they think this is just how the world is, not recognizing that their world is that way because of how they've been thinking and what they've been believing. And so I've been able to create truly like miracles, miracles in my life and business because the way that I think and the way that I speak is very different. It's very distinct. And this is what I work on with my clients as well as like thinking and speaking only what they want into their reality. And so I kind of want to talk about that today because once you figure out how to do this, you can speak whatever you want into existence. And part of that is becoming aware of different realities that you want to choose. Part of it is having faith until it shows up, right? Because a lot of what you're experiencing now is based on years of beliefs that are now taking physical form. And so one of the best things that I have learned is that you can recreate through your mind. And so what that means to me is as I learn to think on purpose, as I learn to adopt and anchor in new beliefs, and then I act out those beliefs and I speak those beliefs into the world, my reality changes, which means I am the creator of my reality, just like you are the creator of your reality. We are very powerful people. That's how God made us. I think about, you know, if you're familiar with the term, like we are made in his likeness and his image, this is what I think of. It's like, we're a creator. And I don't think we realize how powerful we are until we start learning and reading, honestly, things like As a Man Thinketh, like that book I just shared and other books. And I'm going to share a few of them today, books that have changed my life, but ideas that have changed my life and the application that has changed my life which is speaking only what I want. And this is very different. You've probably heard me talk about this, like living and speaking regardless of circumstances. And so it kind of feels a little bit delusional. Let me give you an example. Like I remember when I was first studying money, one of the thoughts that I really wanted to be true was that whatever I spend, I make more. And I remember me and Wesley bought his truck. And I remember him being like, are you sure we can afford this? And I remember saying the words, whatever we spend, I make more in my business. And it felt a little shaky, didn't feel great. I was working on believing it. This is quite a few years ago, but I wanted to believe it. And so I said it again. I was like, let me try that again. Like, yeah, whatever we spend, I make more. And I said it more certainly. And I kid you not, later that day, I got an email from someone who had been following me on social media who was like, I think I'm ready to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. And she paid in full. And I made tens of thousands of dollars and basically recouped all the money that we put into his truck. And I have tons of stories like this, and I don't love sharing them because I don't want people to think I'm bragging, which is an interesting thing, but I also want you to know what's possible. I'll tell you another story. I once got a tax bill and it was like $15,000. And I was, <laughs> I was really like 
not planning on that. This was when I first started to make money in my business. So I hadn't been saving for taxes. I was unfamiliar with how much I should be putting away. And it, like many young entrepreneurs, it was something that I had to learn. And I didn't have any financial support. Now I have a bookkeeper and a CPA who helps me with all those things. But I didn't have any of that at the time. And so when we did our taxes and we owed $15,000, I was like, I don't have that money. But I also had been studying the power of conscious creation. So I was like, well, what would I like to speak into existence? I was like, well, I always make the money. The money always shows up for me. And then I told that to Wesley and he's like, okay, like, I hope you're right because what are we going to do? Like it's due soon. And I was like, no, I'm going to make the money before it's due. And I get a voice message from one of my old clients saying, and it's not like I put it out on social media or anything. I didn't like frantically try to sell anything. I just started speaking a new reality into existence. And I said, this is going to happen. I'm going to create the money. I don't know how. And we're going to talk about surrender, but I didn't know how at the time, but I just knew that it would be. And I trusted the creative power of my thinking and my speaking. And so I told Wesley, I'm going to take care of it. The money always shows up. Money's always there for me. And that was a thought that I had been practicing for a long time because I didn't feel true early on in my life. But that was a belief that I wanted to be true for me. And so I spoke it. And then about a week later, I get a voice message from one of my clients saying that she was ready for another six months of one-on-one coaching and she paid in full and I was able to pay my tax bill. And she obviously didn't know that that was going on, <laughs> but it was a huge experience for me. And what's funny is that I never really doubted. I had gotten to the point where I trusted myself so much that when I speak something, when I believe something, I know it is done. And that's powerful. I'm going to share some resources with you that I recommend studying. The first one that I've mentioned before is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And so he says of us in his chapter on faith, he says, it is a well-known fact that one comes finally to believe whatever one repeats to oneself, whether the statement be true or false. If a man repeats a lie over and over, he will eventually accept the lie as truth. Moreover, he will believe it to be the truth. Every man is what he is because of the dominating thoughts which he permits to occupy his mind. Thoughts which a man deliberately places in his own mind encourages with sympathy and with which he mixes any one or more of the emotions constitute the motivating forces which direct and control his every movement, act, and deed. Comes now a very significant statement of truth. Thoughts which are mixed with any of the feelings of emotions constitute a magnetic force which attracts from the vibrations of the ether other similar or related thoughts. A thought thus magnetized with emotion may be compared to a seed which, when planted in fertile soil, germinates, grows, and multiplies itself over and over again until that which was originally one small seed becomes countless millions of seeds of the same brand. And he keeps going, and he basically talks about, through the repetition of thought, you create yourself and you create your reality. And this is what else he says. We are what we are because of the vibrations of thought which we pick up and register through the stimuli of our daily environment. And so he talks about planting seeds in her current day. You might have heard it called like affirmations or mantras. I think statements of belief are more powerful than we even realize. Like the stories that I just shared, those are real stories from my life. And it wasn't random. It wasn't a fluke. There's a pattern. And that pattern, once you learn how to do it, you can create whatever you want. If that sounds too good to be true, you probably just don't have enough experience with doing it consciously. But I promise what you're experiencing in your life your subconscious mind on some level expected it. This is something that I learned when I was brand new in business. Me and my husband had just dropped out of our master's programs and we were struggling. We had a young family. We were making ends meet, but barely. And we had student loans and we were a little nervous. And I remember 
starting to read the book, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, which is also another book that I recommend. And I remember her talking about basically like you get what you expect. I don't think she said it that way. But the other thing that she taught, which I'm teaching you now, is like that you are responsible for the results that you're experiencing based on what you believe, based on what you speak, and based on what you do, and the energy that you bring to your action. And I remember being a little bit confronted by that because we were struggling and I wanted to blame the economy, the fact that things are so expensive, that Wesley has type 1 diabetes and we have to pay for insurance and insulin and all these things. And I wanted to blame outside of me. But what that book and so many other books did was show me that I was creating my experience with money, my experience in business based on what I believed, based on what I expected, based on what I assumed would happen, right? I assumed young married people struggled with money. And so I did. I assumed that having a chronic illness was expensive and basically made it hard for us to have the financial experience that we wanted. And so it was. And I wanted to blame everything else, right? My circumstances for the way that I was experiencing my life. But like that passage that I read at the beginning, right? Environment is but our looking glass. Environment is how we know what we've been thinking and what we've been believing. And so for me, it was really confronting, but it also set me free. And that's what I hope to do in this episode. And just in general, this is what I feel like is my message is like consciously create your life and business through these things. And so when I started to take total responsibility that I was in my financial situation because of what I believed, because of my decisions and because of my actions, not because of the economy, not because someone let me down, not because things are expensive, but because I expected to struggle with money. I believed I would. So if I wanted to change my reality, I had to change my beliefs. And this started a whole chain of events that led me to where I am because of books like Think and Grow Rich and You Write About Us at Making Money. Like some of the early books that I read that changed my life or like the two experiences that I just shared. And I could share countless more about creating clients out of nowhere, creating cash out of nowhere when I decided to. And so the pattern is you have to know what you want then you start speaking it and believing it. So what I think of thought and speaking, it's like thought is the internal dialogue that you have with yourself or with God or with imaginary characters or whatever. And then the words that we speak are the things that we speak either in our journal to other people. I'm speaking right now, like the words that we use to articulate our thoughts. That's the beginning of creation. And so one of the things that helped me so much was starting to realize what I did want. You have to know what you want to start speaking it into your reality. And that's not really taught to us. I feel like this is one of the things I do the most with my clients is helping them basically articulate what they want for the first time. I think sometimes we take on what other people want for us and we just accept that as like, oh, well, my parents wanted me to go to school, so I want to go to school. My parents wanted me to get this kind of job, so I got this kind of job. And then we get into adulthood and then we have to confront ourselves and ask, is this really what I want? And so one of the tools that I like to share with my clients is sometimes it's easier to know what you don't want to get clarity about what you do want. And if you've heard me talk about the law of opposites before, this is where that plays a role. Sometimes, like for me, I started my business. I started looking at other solutions because my family, we needed to make money. I was working jobs I hated, doing things I didn't like on a timeline, on a schedule that did not work as a young mom. And so I found what I wanted by experiencing what I didn't want. And this is where one of the spiritual principles come in, because I think when you can accept things as they are without resistance, in non-resistance, we can even be grateful for things that are showing up that we wouldn't choose, 
but it's helping us give clarity about what we do want. Some of the ideas that immediately come to mind is experiencing debt, experiencing relationship struggles, experiencing your business not working, experiencing distance, right? Maybe people that you love move far away from you or even emotional distance, right? They're not close to you. Experiencing hard, difficult, demanding clients gives you clarity about the kind of client you do want. There's so many ways that the law of opposites is serving us because truly sometimes we can't articulate, we can't identify what we want unless we've experienced the opposite of it. And so if you struggle knowing what you want, start making a list of all the things you know you don't want. I don't want to be in debt. I don't want my business to fail. I don't want to go bankrupt. I don't want to lose my house. Maybe you get more specific to your situation. I don't want a business without any clients. And then you can use that and recreate a list by reverse engineering it, right? So if you don't want debt, you want overflow. If you don't want a business that's failing, you want a thriving business. Because sometimes I think we're afraid to admit to ourselves what we want, but this exercise will help you at least get started saying things that you want. Once you have a little bit of clarity about what you want, the thing that I love, there's a book that I love, it's called The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. And he talks about the law of assumption, which is basically the assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So once you know what you want, you go to that place and you go as if it was happening now. So if you have a struggling business, but you want a thriving business, you would go to a scene in your mind or a feeling in your body as if you already have that successful business. And that is how you start to operate. That's the words that you speak, the thoughts that you think as if it is done. So you would say things, and this is where people think it's like a little bit delusional or positive thinking or whatever. Remember, all thought is creative. And so if you've been saying things like, I wish my business would take off while my business is struggling, no wonder it keeps repeating, right? You have to get ahead of it by thinking thoughts as if it is done. So you would say things like, I'm so grateful for my clients. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do business. I love that my business is working. Clients find me from places known and unknown. I'm always finding clients. People love to pay me. Those kinds of thoughts are what you start to think and believe and speak before the results ever come. I did this work with one of my clients on her relationship with her husband. It's like you have to start speaking about your relationship as if it is how you want it to be. And this is hard because our brain is observing what's actually happening. But remember, that's like evidence of old thoughts and old beliefs. It is not how it has to be, not how it has to stay. And so when you're looking at your life and saying, well, my business actually isn't working, Amber. <laughs> I've heard this before. It's like, I know, because what you're seeing is evidence of past beliefs. What do we want to believe in this moment? What do you want to speak in this moment? Right? There's always more where that came for. Clients are always coming to me and reaching out to me and asking about how they can work with me. Clients always pay me in full. They love paying me. Clients love to share my work. Clients love following me on social media. Clients love referring me, whatever you want it to be. Like I just named a bunch and you can see how quickly I could say them because I practice these thoughts all the time. But the key is I practiced those thoughts before it was my physical reality. And now it is, and it has been for years. But before it was, I felt a little delusional. I remember driving this old crappy Yukon. I love that thing, but it was old. It made weird noises. I was like a little bit embarrassed to drive my girls in it back when I had a two-year-old and a baby. I remember it used to make this like alarm sound and I would just, I chose, I was reading You're About Us and Making Money at the time and she talked about gratitude, how you have to feel grateful for how many supporting you now. 
And so I would used to like, every time the alarm went off, I would have me and my two-year-old say grateful. And it felt disingenuous in the beginning. Like it felt fake. But the more I did it, the more I could see I actually was grateful for that vehicle. It got me from point A to point B. It took care of me and my babies. We got to go to the park. We got to go to restaurants. Even though I didn't love the car, I found a way to be grateful for it because what I wanted was to be grateful for more, like higher amounts of money so I could pay for a new car. But I started with speaking what I wanted into existence, right? I wanted to feel grateful for my car. I wanted to feel grateful for how money was supporting me so that I could actually experience being supported by money. And this is one of those examples that not everyone will do what I'm talking about. Not everyone will choose to start speaking something different regardless of circumstances because it is uncomfortable and it feels untrue until you keep practicing it. I'm not a huge fan of like writing down affirmations a hundred times on a piece of paper, but I think practicing the belief, whatever beliefs are in alignment with the desired results that you want, like as often as you can with feeling, right? So it can't just be like, I attract clients wherever I go. BS, <laughs> right? Like you have to say it with conviction. You have to say it with faith. And once you start speaking things, things begin to change. And so I wanted to share this other quote, and it's from this book called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Shin. And she says, a person knowing the power of the word becomes very careful of his conversation. He has only to watch the reaction of his words to know that they do not return void. Through his spoken word, man is continually making laws for himself. And so she shares a bunch of stories in her book and I could share so many of them, but she describes this like person who's like, I always miss like a cab. And his daughter's like, I always catch the cab. And she was like, see, like you created laws for yourself. Who do you think always caught the cab? It was the daughter who always said, I always catch the cab. And so when you are wanting to create something new like that, you know, I don't think you're going to catch a cab, but let's say you want to start experiencing financial overflow. The first thing you're going to start to say is like, money's always finding me. I always have more than enough. And if that's not your current reality, it's going to feel dissonance. But this is the beginning of creating the reality that you do want. And so there is a lot of faith involved. It's meticulous. I have a client that doesn't work a ton, but what she does do is a lot of mental work. And what I share with her is like, this is creating on the mental plane. When you are so tuned into what you want and you speak and think only things that are in alignment with what you want... It is meticulous because now you're watching and observing yourself and noticing when you think things that aren't in alignment with that result that you want. So when I hear clients say business is so hard and it just takes a long time, in my mind, I'm like, that may or may not be true, but it is true for them because that's what they believe. And so you just have to ask yourself is like, do I want this to be true? Do I want the fruits of this thought seed? <laughs> If this thought seed grows, would I like the results of it? So if you find yourself complaining, if you find yourself speaking things about how your business or your life feels like you can't change anything, if you're complaining about the economy, in fact, one of the programs that I ran, I call it Make It Rain, and it's a sales program. One of the stories that I talk about is like when I started to really tune out people who complain about gas prices. <laughs> And it started with talking about my dad because he is obsessed with gas prices, but I love that guy, but I don't agree with how he thinks about money in a lot of ways. And so one of the things that I had started to do was like realize when people complain about gas prices, that is not in alignment with where I want to go, which is so much overflow that I would never think about gas prices again. And you would never hear me say things like gas is so expensive. That was the example that I was giving in Make It Rain. 
And I know I triggered some of my students because if you are someone who has ever looked at gas prices and said, man, gas is so expensive, it feels like I'm calling you out. And one of the things that I'm always asking is like, is this thought helping me get to where I want to go? If I imagine a life of total financial freedom, I would not be obsessed with gas prices. I just wouldn't. If my business provided, you know, 10x the amount of money that I need, 100x the amount of money that I needed, I wouldn't really concern myself with grocery prices either. I would pay it in gratitude. I'd be thankful for it. Not that I wouldn't be mindful. I, I think that's something that we could play around with in more detail. Like, it's not that you don't care how much you spend or that you're like careless, like that you just are aloof and you don't care at all. But your experience of money is every time you swipe your card, every time you pay a bill, every time that you invest in coaching or software or a program, or you go out to eat with your family. If you're going to spend money, why not feel grateful for it? That would be your experience. Because if you imagine yourself with more money, that's probably how you imagine yourself experiencing spending money. And so how do you collapse time? By doing that now. And that's the power of creating what you want on the mental plane, right? It's thinking and speaking it as if it is already so. The example that I like to use before I had any clients, I practiced feeling grateful for my clients. And when people would ask me, how's your life coaching business going? I would always say, amazing. I love what I get to do. I love my clients. I love this work. Before I ever had any clients. And it wasn't deceitful because I felt like my social media had my clients, my podcast, like I was speaking to my clients, people on my email list. I felt like I was talking to them like my clients. Like it felt really genuine. And what's interesting is, is like what Napoleon Hill says, like that thought and the feeling that I had, the thought that I had clients and the feeling of gratitude brought clients to me. And I still think that to this day. And so part of the thing that most people get wrong is they think backwards. They say things like, well, when I have clients, I'll feel successful. When I have money, I'll have peace of mind. And I always say like, that's backwards thinking. Create peace of mind so that you can create the financial resources. Find gratitude for your business now so that the clients can come. We have to experience the having of it, the being the person who already has it. One of my favorite models to use when I coach is be, do, have. Most of the world operates from have, do, be. If I have financial resources like, you know, a million dollars in the bank account or whatever, I can do things like take my family on vacation, buy a second home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That way I can be abundant. That way I can be generous. That way I can be rich or whatever. And the true order of things is you be that person first, right? You be abundant and generous and rich in your mind and the way you experience yourself now. And then you do things from that energy and that's what creates the final results. And it is backwards. Most people in the world work this way. And so it is going to be different than how you've been taught. You're going to think and speak differently than your friends unless they're into this work as well. And this is why I think coaching is so powerful is because you can really yoke yourself to someone who also believes what you want to believe, if, at least if they're a good coach, right? Like they're going to believe what you want to believe in alignment with where you want to go. And so as an exercise, you might, if you're quiet, maybe it's now, maybe it's not. And I like to turn on like some binaural beats in the background so that I kind of tune out the stillness. I just like kind of like this humming music. And I imagine myself having what I want to have. And I imagine myself being in that scene. How would I feel if I had all the money that I am working on creating? If I was the coach that I wanted to be and the CEO that I wanted to be, if everything that I wanted, all my desires, I found myself with them like that. 
and I was in the scene, how would I feel? I would feel grateful. I would be at ease. I would have total peace of mind. I'd be grateful for my clients. I would be confident and sure of myself. I would be certain in my business. I wouldn't have any doubt. And that gives me the blueprint for how to live now. And so it's interesting because I've gotten asked this a couple times by clients where it's like, are you really that calm? Because I just have a very calm disposition when talking about my business and when helping other people with their coaching businesses. And I'm really grateful that I can say, yes, I am, because I really don't have that much drama because I practice being the version of me that I want to be. And that keeps expanding. I have a podcast episode that I called Expansion that you should scroll back to because <laughs> it's not really like you ever get where you want to go. There's just more. We want expansion. That is what our soul craves. It's what humans want. It never really ends. We just want to continuously evolve and grow and expand into better versions of ourselves. And business is one way to do that. Increasing your income is another way to do that because when you have more resources, you can impact more people. You can experience more of life with your family and by yourself, you have more choices. And so it's natural for you to want to make more and more money. I think that's a natural thing because we want more and more of life and money allows us to experience that life. And so I've been doing this before I made any money and I'm still doing it even after I've made a lot of money and I'll continue to do it as I make more and more money because it just never ends. I'm always being the person that I want to become. I'm trying to be that person now. And so you might take this and do your own exercise. Who are you trying to become? How do you embody that version of her now? What characteristics? How would she speak about her business if she already had what she wanted? How would she speak about her debt, her bank accounts, the money that comes in and the money that goes out? How would she? And so it's going to sound, like I said, the word that always comes up is like delusional, as if like you're ignorant of reality, but that's not how I see it. I see it as like you're actively creating the reality that you want. And if it feels uncomfortable, good. It probably means you're creating something you've never created before. So have your own back. Like let it be okay, but don't give up. Faith is what happens when it looks like it's not working. Faith is what happens when you're looking around at all the evidence going, there's no way I can do this. And you choose to activate the beliefs within you anyway. You choose to say the words. You choose to think the thoughts that are in alignment with where you want to go despite your circumstances. That is power. And that is how you change your circumstances. That's how you change your reality into something that you actually want instead of something that by default you created. I call this podcast The Conscious Coach. And this is why. Because when you wake up to this ability to create your reality, when you become conscious of the thoughts you think and the words you, that you speak... You would never say something like, I can't afford it. You would never say something like, well, business is just hard because you are affirming and creating that. Why would you ever speak that once you understand the creative power of thought and speech? And so this work never ends. And this isn't permission to judge yourself for how you've been speaking about your business or how you've been speaking about your finances or your spouse or the world or yourself, right? This is an invitation to start being really responsible with what you think and how you speak. Let it be what you want it to be instead of just default. Instead of like articulating what you think you're observing, like what you think you see in your life, instead of reflecting that back, start speaking what you want to see as if it is done. I'm so grateful for my clients. I love that I get to be a coach with a business. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to work with people. Money's always there for me. I'm always making more and more money. It's so easy to make money. Start speaking those kinds of stories and watch your life change. 
my biggest, I guess, hope for you is that you don't give up too soon because when you start speaking something new, the whole universe has to rearrange to start matching your new beliefs. So it's going to take time because what you've been thinking and speaking for the past decade <laughs> is what you're experiencing in your life now. And so it's going to rearrange based on your new thoughts and your new beliefs and your new ways of being and speaking into existence. And that's where you have faith. That's where you start observing all the miracles unfolding. That's where you choose to experience your life with wonder and awe and gratitude despite circumstances. And you start to speak things powerfully and more powerfully until they solidify into a completely different reality. You are that powerful. And that is my hope for you is that you walk away from this episode knowing how powerful you are and that you start thinking and speaking things in alignment with where you want to go so that you can create miracles. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I'll see you in another episode. Bye. Hey, I hope you loved and resonated with today's episode. If you did, I know you'd love to be a member of my community in The Matrix. It's where we combine business savvy with the inner work, where I help you build your business in a way that actually feels aligned to you and allows you to create the impact, money, and success you want. Find out more and join at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.